0: Love Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the 1,910th episode on Purpose Kingdom Network. I'm your girl, Adrienne Misunderstandings Allen, better known as Misunderstood Adrian. And uh, as always, you know, I take great pleasure in welcoming you. Tonight is Gaga Goons. But always remember, D-Block Gaga Goons, we hand in hand with this thing because it's like, what do we do? Where we at and who we are, is all resting in the same. So tonight, this show is titled God, God, Goons. So if this is the first time that you've ever been on Purpose Kingdom Network, I want to say welcome, 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 because it has been going down in the PK for some years. So if you get a chance, www.blogtalkradio.com backward slash Purpose Kingdom is your opportunity to check out our archives. I'm talking seven years worth of archives where two weeks full programming of different programming, all of us do something different. We all do it in our own way, but God is always getting the glory. God is always being talked about or taught in some type of a way, lesson, or form. So for tonight, I, I I I know we fight with a lot of things, and we're watching things happen in the world and everything. And we just celebrated that the the nine one one, you know, the nine eleven, sorry for the what, the twenty second time. Um, and y'all know how I feel about that. So I figured, you know what? How do we come together tonight? And, you know, we were watching the kid, the, the, the man that escaped from prison, and he sent the cops on a 14-day chase. You know, it's a lot of stuff that we can, like, focus on or get distracted by. And I thought about it, and I said, you know what? We need a roadmap to redemption. Like, we need to talk about. What it is that we do, what it is that we go through, and is there a better way of looking at some things? Can we do things a little bit better? So for you that are here and you're stuck because you heard me say, God, got goons, I need you to understand that it really refers to a group of people, and it's a diverse group of people from all types of nationalities, religious denominations, and we all come together here on Thursday night to, to, to learn and to actually start to have a conversation that might be able to one day really change the world. It symbolizes this global universal gathering that we all need to be able to see as individuals, regardless of our backgrounds and our beliefs. We need to be able to sit and have real discussions, you know, so we can share each other's perspectives and and talk about things that – really we haven't been talking about for years, like spirituality, ethics, and morality. We don't talk about that kind of stuff. We see it, and we're so, we're, we're so upset about it, but we don't have a place where we can actually talk about it. So on Gaga Goons, I want to try to focus in on how we live, why we live, the way that we live, and then when we go back to the D-Block Church, you know, it's just a more of getting everybody together and bringing the, the meeting of the minds. So for tonight, we're basically going to have an open dialogue about sin. You know, because everybody, once you say sin, it's like, oh, my God, like everybody backs up off of sin. But you got to understand, I think sin is about the only thing in the Bible that is always talked about. And the easiest way to sum up sin was Christ and the whole coming of Christ and the whole reasoning of Christ and the whole sacrifice of Christ, like the whole sacrifice, sacrificial lamb and everything. But I wanted to break it down because I've heard a lot of people talk different things about sin, and I wasn't sure if you guys even knew about it. So I thought, you know, let me bring this up because sometimes, you know, it. it It's weird because we all sin, and everybody has done something, and, but did you know that there were, like, levels to sin? You you know what I mean? Like, there's levels to the thing. Like, sin is basically, like, the moral context. It's the act of doing something against the divine or moral law. Like, if we know it, if you know it's wrong, you know it's wrong, and it's good to understand exactly what you're doing, how you're doing it within the actual journey of walking. So, like I said, there's three types of sin. They call them the venal sin, the mortal sin, and then the original sin. Now, I will go from the original sin because, you know, original sin is what they say we were all born with, you know, we were born into sin. It's that inherited sin that we got from Adam and Eve in the garden, you know, like what just happens? there's nothing that you can do but is sin that's what they call it, right, so that you got that that's the original sin, but then you have that that lie, you know you 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 didn't really. You didn't mean to tell the lie, but you knew that you needed to tell the lie because you didn't want to hurt the person's feelings or, you know, or, you know. Like if somebody cuts you off and you you make a remark to them, you know, like those types of sins, you have those types of sins. But then you have that mortal sin, which is like, A transgression, as people will call them, and that like I like how people say it, but that's when you know you're wrong, you and you still do wrong, right? So we're gonna we're gonna touch on the mortal, but I believe that if this goes the way that I believe that God wants it to go, we should be able to talk about this and have real conversation, and we might be able to break them down, you know. Put some stuff on the table, not like we're putting someone's sin out there because everybody has sin, and there is no there's no higher sin, you know there's like no you can't sin more than me, like you know what I mean like just because I look at this thing and I say, oh, that's what I do, so it's not really considered sin that that's not it at all we 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 don't want to look through that compass, we want to look through what what would be said we can use examples of the bible you know but when you're venial when the venal sin you know it's just really it's something where you do something real you know you 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 just messed up real quick you had a momentary lapse in judgment that type of thing you know um when people are looking at stuff and they want to diagnose what it was that you did you know the real question was did you have any personal experience you know or insight that makes you want to think that that's the way that you need to do it all right because in the bible there's all kinds of passages that mention sin and the path to redemption and it's crucial to understand how it works so that when you find yourself in a situation it's not a situation you know you can write yourself off in your thought and that is not what I'm trying to do tonight but I just want you to understand how you look at some things in that way maybe before you do some things or before you do certain things you you know you 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 can have a better conversation because no matter what the type of sin, the key to the sin is to repent for the sin and seek the forgiveness. And as long as you can understand that in any sin, if there is repentance, then you can seek for get forgiveness. Now, before we wrap, I just want everyone to know that. The things that we talk about, the things that you might go through could be practical, and you might be able to use them tomorrow. But I want you to avoid trying to pinpoint someone's type of sin or something, you know what I mean? Like, it gets touchy after a while. Like, we can look at the guy that did the murder that broke out of jail and then evaded the police for 14 days. Now, those were those were like sins. Those are more sins. Forget the fact that he already killed the person. So we already know right now. Murder is a sin. That was, what did he say? Thou shall not kill. You know, I think that's a part of it. That was in the 10, that first 10. But there's, there's certain things that, when you see them you automatically know okay no no they knew that was wrong that that was wrong that was dead wrong and i believe that we have people that are wrong but don't realize that don't realize that what they're doing is hurting more people than themselves put it that way you know um because I asked a few people to, you know, if they had questions about sin or whatever, to write in you know, Facebook and, you know, just so we could have some types of stuff. So someone asked me to distinguish between moral sin and venial sin. And I said, like... What do you mean? And they were like, in terms of severity, I was like, oh, I got you. I see what you're saying. So, like I said, the, very, the venial sin is the white lie. You know, somebody saying something about somebody, and then you repeat it to somebody else, and then, you know, that kind of stuff, like gossip. That could be a, that could be a form of sin, like you telling somebody else's story to someone else to. To put dirt out, okay, not to pray for them and not to tell about the situation so you can help the situation, but just to actually just talk about them. Or like I said before, but impatient people, you know, when you're rushing someone along, like if you are, you're in the fast lane and someone. Is driving too slow in front of you, and the first thing you think of is, I wish they, you know what I mean. That that sin, that 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 those are venial sins. Okay, they're generally considered less severe, you know, and they really don't cut you off like God ain't looking at you funny every day. But now, if you do it every day, all day, and you never check yourself, then then you're looking more into the severity of. How you doing, why you're doing what you're doing, but for the most part, if someone cuts you off and you just have a blank second where you you know tell them where they should be going, other than where they are going you, you you're not gonna be you know kicked out of kicked out of grace and glory, but when you talk about more severe sins and it's measured you know. They look at sin and they say, okay, well, did it involve somebody else? You know, is it something that you did by yourself and you did it so that you didn't hurt somebody else or, you know, or you, you, like you knew exactly what was going on. You knowingly committed the act of the sin. That's a little bit different. And then there's that transgression, like I said. That's the deliberate sin. That's the one where you just know you're going to do it. No matter how bad you know it is, you're still going to do it. And you don't really care about the consequences because you don't believe that you're going to get caught. Now, later on in today, I want to talk about it because I did come into, I think it was two or three comments where the people were like, yeah, well, that's the problem with most Christians because they sin on a daily, continuous basis and think that Jesus can save their soul. And at first first I wanted to make, you know, a comment to say, no, that's not it at all because actually we're all striving and doing this. But then I thought about it and I said, no, no, he's right. Absolutely right. I said because if you talk to a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians only really want to talk to you about Jesus on the cross. The thirty three year old Jesus that died on the cross for our sins. You know, and if you only know Christ from the cross, then yeah, you probably are dealing more in sin than you would even believe because You need that savior in order to save face, you know, show up in buildings. But um, hopefully by the end of the night, you'll at least understand, like, what to do, what to think about, or if you need to walk away from something. Because what ends up happening is when you do it, and then you do it again, And then you do it again. It starts to become normal. Then before you know it, you're living in sin. Like, and that's that's the concept of the original sin as far as I was concerned because it looked like that was what it was. Everybody wants to give you that Adam and Eve disobedience in the garden, you know, so when they got thrown out, that was the sin. So if Adam is your father... You know if Adam was the firstborn of your descendants, then that means that you came from that which says that all are going to sin but that's not what I wanted to talk about because I really wanted to determine if one that commits the moral sin is assessing whether the act was a grave matter committed with full knowledge that it was sin or. Was it those deliberate, you know? And sometimes the criteria that are met, and if they are met, it's really considered to be a mortal sin. So what you do again, you still need to seek forgiveness, and you should engage in, like you know, people say confession. In uh, in some religions, they believe that they have confession. Other people they call it repentance. Now. In my world, I would say that your confession could be just telling it to God, you know, saying what is different about how you did it, why you did it, where you did it, or if you hurt someone in the process, you know, just being genuine, being genuinely remorseful, you know, trying to make things better if you can. These are the things that help you get past your sin because if you do it, it doesn't say that it should just be left like that. You should actually try to fix it, especially in the real bad ones, you know, where people are like we live in this world where it's just like the whole concept of like the sinful nature, you know, and it's like, When you look at it, it just kind of says that we're really born like that. We're born with the inclination towards sin and selfishness. And I think this is only really true because when you talk to babies, like, I like to engage with children. And I'll never forget, like, the first time, like, I don't even think my son was, like, two did something, I think the crayon broke or something, and when I came in, I was like, what happened, you know? And it was like, or I asked, did you break this or something? And he just automatically said no. And I'm like, he's lying. He know he did it. He's the only one in here. And it's like, it was innocent, but growing up, being older and doing the same thing, someone's gonna look at you and be like, "That was a lie." But did I teach him how to do that? No. So it's actually kind of like the nature of how it works. Um. Oh, I'm seeing a message now. It, oh, I'm sorry. I did not give y'all a calling number. I well, tonight was just one of them. We was gonna have a whole monologue tonight. I was going to talk, but. I apologize. If you do want to join me live on the air, the number to call in is 319-527-6091. And if you press 1, that'll cue Brother Rob, and then he'll let me know that you want to speak, and then you'll hear a beep, and then it'll be your turn to speak. Joining us, and this is Guy Guy Goons. Today is the 1,910th episode and uh, we are breaking down sin. I call it the roadmap to, to redemption, you know, because everyone, everyone is doing it or everyone has done it sometime in their life. So the best thing that we can do is focus on, you know, trying to make it better. So like I said, when you're talking about the modern-day interpretation of what sin is and how it looks, you say, wow. It depends really on who you're asking and where you're asking. Exactly. So therefore, it becomes a touchy situation, but if we just keep it black and white, there really, you don't have to worry about the gray. Because some people focus on a more symbolic or metaphorical understanding of sin, while others uphold the traditional interpretation. Now, personal conscience plays a crucial role in distinguishing between the venal sin and the mortal sin because it's your inner moral compass that guides individuals to making ethical decisions and recognizing the gravity of their actions. So if you can overcome the actual inclination towards the sin associated with the original sin, then you might have a better opportunity to live a more spiritual-filled journey. Now, you will definitely need prayer because in your prayer, in your quiet times, in your conversations with God, you will learn more about who God is and what God is actually wanting for you in your life. What is your? What were you purposed for? Then you'll start to find more you'll get educated in that area, wherever it is, like wherever that call is on your life, you'll start to learn more about that, you know, which will pull you further away from the things that are keeping you away from that. Build self discipline because what's the thing? When you know better, you do better. Right? When you do better when when you know better, you do better. When you hear something different and it's a better than what you knew before, you start to try to gear yourself towards that. So you build self-discipline. And then a lot of people really just go and ask for help. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Whether it's a, like a therapist or someone where you want to talk to someone and get those thoughts out, or it's a religious leader, like your priest or your imam or whoever it is, you know, the person that's bringing forth your words. The The point of it is the concept of sin in all types of ways can actually significantly influence ethical decisions in how you live your daily lives. And we can see that just by watching the news because there's so many things that go on I mean from hit and run, you know, like you didn't get in your car thinking that you were about to hit somebody. You are driving and you take your eyes off of the road. You go to grab your car and then someone steps out in the street. Damn, you didn't hit somebody. What should you do? Your first instinct is to run away. Get away. Go somewhere else. That's the sin. It wasn't so much that you, were, that you hit the person that was a sin. No, that was an accident. The sin is when you actually drive off as if you didn't just hit the person. You know what I mean? So it starts to get into your morals, like how you think ethically about what you're doing and how you're doing it. So a lot of people will say that, you like, it's almost a joke, but there was a whole lot of things that happened in the Bible, but never, ever once did they talk about rectifying the sin. So as many people that live their lives and they try not to sin, they want to avoid sin and they want to rectify this, get sin out of the way. That has never been a concept for God. That's why Christ was there. Like, so we're just going to put that all over there because that is something that's going to happen, that sin, right? Because it never really addresses the concept of sin as the inherent aspect of what human nature and experience does. You So when I went through and I was looking through different stuff in the Bible, I was like, okay, well... These are some that y'all probably know or heard before, you know. But the whole, remember, was it Romans 3.23? Is for for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That basically is emphasizing that we all are people and we all have sinned. You know, not underscoring any universe, you know, not picking anything out, but just saying that universally humans are just sinful. We, you know, we have it in our nature. First John chapter 1, verse 8, it says, if we claim to be without sin, we deserve, no, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That is just big right there because I remember growing up, someone used to always tell me that they never sinned. They never did anything wrong. And I used to just be like, well, damn, I want to be like that. (laughs) Like, never do anything wrong. And then I guess when you read that, then you say, okay, wait, that was wrong all within itself. But that means that if you can deceive yourself, that means the truth really isn't in you. But it also acknowledges the fact that Humans just got the tendency to downplay some stuff, you know, when things, if it ain't right for someone else, you know, they they might not put themselves in that situation where they can't see themselves in that situation. Then you have Romans seven, fifteen. Apostle Paul expressed his struggle with sin by saying, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. Now, I don't know if anybody out there can actually understand what that means, but that's more of like a personal struggle. You know, that's the kind of stuff where you know it's wrong, you shouldn't do it, but you end up doing it anyway, even though you know that it's wrong to do it just makes you feel better that if Paul was wrestling with it it's okay for you to wrestle with it you know you got to think Paul wrote like half of the the New Testament you know was letters and he was trying to show people how to do what God was calling them to do and how to live right and you know be that example And do what is, you know, so for Paul to be able to struggle with it, then, yeah, if you want to do something and you actually know you shouldn't be doing it and you go about your way and you still end up doing it, you have to be able to pray about it because after a while, you know, it's bigger than you, you know, because it basically lets you know that you will always endure sin. Like, sin will always be a part Of it, you know, like there's a. It always the Bible just wants you to understand that regardless of the situation, regardless of the sin, the purpose of it is so that you can have the need for repentance, the need to ask for forgiveness. You know, it reinforces the importance of your ethical guidance, like. I know when I was raised, I was taught right from wrong. And what I like to do is give most people the benefit of the doubt and say that they were taught right from wrong. You know, it actually gives you an opportunity to really rock out on faith and grace in overcoming any sin because when you ask for forgiveness, you are forgiven if you believe. But then there's people out here that were like, well, wait, I don't have to believe in it because if I look at it in a way and I understand it in this way and I understand that that's just the condition of me being human, then I say that sin is my reality. And if I say, okay, I want to give somebody help on this, you know, or I can get better with this, how is it going to get better? You're going to have to have faith that you believe that it's getting better, but you're having faith in the fact that when you do repent and you ask for this forgiveness, that the faith is that you believe that you will be forgiven, and then you'll be able to live this, you know, a a better life. You live in a different life because of the fact that you believe that you know you've been forgiven. Like, I know that, for for some, when they start to talk about sin, you know, you can have conversation about it. Like I said, it's in the Bible, and it and from from Genesis to Revelations in the Bible. And if you don't understand Christ, you know, because that's the whole introduction of Christ. That was what it was all about. Um, and um, but. That was Malachi, the last book of the Bible, the last book of the Old Testament, when basically God looked at it and he thought about it, and he said, "You know what, what I don't want to do is let this happen again, you know this fall because it's always going to happen. This sin the full nature is going to happen, it's going to come, and it is going to cause my people to fall, and I don't want my people to fall, so what I'm gonna do." and that's what he did so he reincarnated came in as you know as they all as it says the the word became flesh and the flesh dwelt among us so that is what we call christ and in that context of christianity the concept of sin and humanity needed salvation and if you have belief in jesus you know the Savior, he actually addresses that problem of sin and gives us the opportunity to be redeemed, the opportunity to be saved. And like I mentioned earlier, the Bible teaches the concept of the sin, where all humans inherit a sinful nature due to the disobedience of Adam and Eve. But the original sin separates us between humanity and God because Christ is the only one that never sinned. So the role of Jesus was that Christ was sent by God as a solution to save us from the problem of sin because he wasn't going to be able to get rid of each and every one of the things that people do because he would always be doing something. So he sent like the Lamb of God, to be slain, okay? And his life, death, and resurrection all clear up sin, give you the opportunity of redemption or salvation. Like, because the sacrifice cross is seen as the atonement for the sin of humanity. And if you believe in Christ, Believers are offered forgiveness for the sins and the promise of eternal life because of the fact that there's a belief. So it really runs strong with the faith because you have to have faith in the fact that you believe that it is to be true. That way, when you ask for it, it is then received. And, you know, salvation. A lot of people look at it as like it's a reconciliation because you know you're wrong, right? And a lot of us are wrong, and the only way that we can get right and be close enough is to actually go through Christ and say, you know, when He says no one comes to Father but by me, a lot of people don't understand that, but I think that just says that if you're unclean, if you've done something. And you need to be reconciled with God. The easiest and the best way, and the easiest way to do it—not the only, but the only way to do it—is to go through Christ, because He will cleanse you, reconcilial, rec- reconcilial, reconcile, reconcile, reconcile with your status, the introduction of Jesus Christ in the Christian theology is deeply intertwined with the recognition of sin's presence in the world. And if you don't believe that Christ is who Christ is, that's why we can live in the world where it seems like there is no forgiveness, where people can die in their sin, where people can live long, treacherous lives because they don't believe or they don't have enough faith to ask for God to do it. So, but basically, in order for it to be anybody, you have a concept of who Christ is. You know that you need, you know that you need him, you know that you're wanting, and then figure out ways to get him. The blessing of it is is that when we sit down and we actually talk to people and you hear what people are doing and going through, you be like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, the human experience just all within itself, it presents so many shadows of, you know, things. We deal with everything and it's everything goes through your beliefs, your background, touching, touching life in some form or another, you know, and what's usually often misunderstood or feared, I should say, and even sometimes ignored is that sin is something that we can just Ease on by and don't have to ever put it in the moral compass. Like, so no one, there's somebody that is out there right now that just does what they want to do because they want to do it and they don't have anyone to answer for. And maybe that sounds good, but if we're looking at it and you say that God is watching, then the question really is, what does he see? last thing that you want is just to be able to Be blatant sin and don't even ask for forgiveness or try to make it better. You know, you you look at how things work and how people look at different things and you say, okay, if I was to actually pull back layers of sin and explore why people do what they do or how they do what they do, You know, we we, we could actually, I don't know, like I said, people would have to be honest, but um, it's not the sin that is the most important part. It's the redemption. It's the fact that you can be forgiven. It's the fact that even though you've done it, done wrong, it doesn't have to be your no all be-all. You can actually ask for the forgiveness. You can actually say, I want to be well-versed in making this better for me. Again, it comes back into your faith because you need to be able to believe that this is to be true for you because you're still alive. As long as you're living, you got another chance to do it again. So if you messed up today, then when you wake up tomorrow, you can try to do better. So like I said, it's not about the sin. It's really about the forgiveness. It's really about the redemption. It's about asking and then believing and then receiving. Something that we do here every night, we always to something called the call of salvation. Now, I know that tonight I was talking about sin, but the whole discussion on sin and redemption of sin, right, it's like I still want to be able to extend the invitation to anybody who's out there who has been listening and been like, you know what, I think I get it because I do this and I do that, but I never really asked you know, for God to forgive me for my sin. And if you felt like, you know, the weight of sin was on you or you're dealing in something and you recognize that there is a need to be forgiven, the fresh start, it's simply your faith of redemption. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And in the spirit of unity and compassion, we actually invite you to open up your heart to the possibility of salvation. And you look at your life, you see where you've been, you see your journey, you see your benefit, you see the things that you do want in life, you look at that and you look you let that be the guide that guides you through your next your next few. You know, and if you want to accept the invitation to seek forgiveness, I encourage you to reach out you know do well, I always tell you you can always reach me on Facebook, you can hit us up on all of our social medias um, You can go to a spiritual advisor, you know you might know someone or you might. I don't like to say church anymore because I realize that a lot of churches are doing like their own thing. They're not doing God's thing. So this might be your church and that's fine. But you just look for those different things in the support so that you can start to get a deeper understanding, you know, of who God is. Because remember, your road to salvation is personal, and it's really only for you. No one can really tell you how or what to do it. We can just give you the the roadmap, the blueprint to let you know that you need to be sincere. You want to have a humble heart. You want to be able to, you know, you want to be able to look at life and say, I'm going to do it better. Even though I didn't do it right so far, I'm going to do it better. But if that is you and you are out there and you've never actually asked for forgiveness, you just say a simple prayer, you can repeat after me, you know, Father God, I come before you humbly acknowledging that I need your grace and forgiveness. I recognize I'm a sinner and I've fallen short some things and I repent of my sins and I turn away from them and I want you to come into my life and lead me, guide me I believe in your son Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and I accept him as my Lord and Savior and I believe in his resurrection which gives me power for eternal life I ask for your forgiveness and cleansing wash away my sins With the precious blood of Jesus, create in me a clean heart that I will follow you. I invite you to dwell within me, to lead me, guide me, and to help me live a life that is pleasing to you. Thank you for your love and for your gift of the salvation. And in your name I pray. Amen. So if you said something like that, they basically say, go and tell somebody, and then that is just it, because now you are part of the kingdom. How does it work? <laughs> yes. It's not all great, but it's great that you've come. So I would say, welcome, welcome, welcome. Don't run from your sin. Face your sin. But face your sin standing on the fact that Christ is there to forgive you. Brother Rob.
1: Yes, real quickly, thank you so much, Sister Angel, for uh, giving us uh, tonight's ministry. We greatly appreciate uh, what you have brought forth and everything you ministered to us tonight. And uh, real quickly, this is a part of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are, whether you listen to us via phone or you listen to us via internet, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. When we do a live show, we do have a calling number, which is 319 And anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you can just press the number 1. Okay, and um, anytime you want to hear any of our, our past broadcasts, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can simply type in the host name or show name. You can hear that show its an entirety and at your convenience. Okay, and uh, we also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements on this social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. <clears throat> also, if you want to email us, you can email us at PurposeKingdom.net, Kingdom Net, where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise request. We gladly honor that. And also, if you're in need of a Bible, just uh, leave your contact information, and we'll see about getting your Bible. Okay, and with God's guys and God's blessing, we hope we join you join us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour. It's going to be Minister Bernard Merrill, and it's going to be by Faith We Good. Once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope we join you join tomorrow evening with By Faith We Good. It's going to be hosted by Minister Bernard Merrill at the 8 p.m. hour. Okay, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcement, and I'm going to just turn the show back over to Minister Allen. Adrian, show us back in your hands.
0: Thank you so much. Um, y'all heard him. Don't forget, uh, Brother Morrow has a very good show at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time by Faith we Good. And understand, like I said, you have to have faith in order to believe that your sins will be forgiven when you ask. And then... I hear you. I feel you when you see. I don't want anyone to think that because you have received salvation or you asked for forgiveness, that life just gets better because it doesn't. Because actually, you know, there's consequences for things that you do. And even though you might have asked for forgiveness, you still might have to go do whatever the consequences of your actions are. And a lot of times people don't understand that, but I don't think that he would be a true savior if you didn't have to pay for some of the things that you do because without the consequences of the action, you might actually turn back around and do it again. And most sin becomes moral sin when you start to do it so much that it becomes blatant anymore and now you don't care. I know there's a whole lot of different people out there that might be listening. And what I want you to do is not so much look at other people to figure out what their sin is, where they sin, how they sin, but more so focus on inwardly what it is that you do. Did you do that right? Could you do that better Did you have to do it that way? Did you have to feel that way when you said it? Or how did you feel when you did what you did? And is there a way to make it better? No one is out here trying to be sinless, but we all should be striving to sin less. And the more we focus in on the love of life and the love of Christ then we'll be able to share that forgiveness you know because when you when you feel redeemed it's like you get a new start you get a fresh start so you can't continuously have the same dirt on you because when you ask for forgiveness it's like you get cleaned up so now the dirt smudges are no longer there People no longer will see them. And a lot of times that'll be the hardest part of the whole asking for forgiveness because other people know your dirt and they've seen your dirt and they don't know that you've asked for forgiveness. They might not ever understand that you asked for forgiveness. The difference is your heavenly father knows because you asked him. And if you asked him, and believe in him, then it will be granted and it will be given. I want to thank everyone for listening, everyone that will be listening, and always remember that regardless of what happens, regardless of what anyone else thinks, between you and your father, everything will be all right. Everything works out, and in the end, Christ will always win. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come to the end of the time together and we want to just pause and say thank you. We thank you for the privilege of sharing this meaningful discussion and we thank you for allowing us to meet on Purpose Kingdom Network. We thank each and every person who joined us tonight for their willingness to explore and Think of these important matters, and we pray that the insights shared were enlightening and will be edifying for them. Lord, we ask you to bless all those who are listening, all those who participated, and may a seed of understanding and faith be sown tonight so that it can take root in their hearts and bring forth spiritual growth, peace, and closure, and closer relationships with you. We also thank you for your guidance throughout the discussion and your presence with all of us. And as we end tonight, we ask you to continue to watch over us, guide us, give us the grace and wisdom and love that will surround us all. In your name we pray. Amen. Good night, y'all. I'll see you next week. Well he obviously Don't want me to go But it's time To say goodnight And I would say That the easiest way For people to understand that you mean what you mean and you say what you say. Is it just let it be done? But yeah, we do way too much sinning. And not enough asking for forgiveness. I know that we have the faith to believe. So, see you guys in two. And no, not in two. But see you next week. Have a good night. Jesus led. He raised me, he I will, will not lose. lose He saved me, I, I will, will not lose. lose Set me free, <laughs> I will not lose, lose. Never want to see you down, I will not, not lose not.